Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Well, here we go. Here we, we're recording now. So, uh, hello, I'm uh, Jenny Moffitt, and I have my friend Amanda Hoshite. Yeah, and so this is episode number two of this wonderful thing that we're trying out called the Misfit Messengers podcast. And so here we are in episode two. So if you caught episode one, thank you. Um, we appreciate that. And here's episode two. And we talked last week about a lot of different things. We told our story, right? Which was fun. And, and I think eventually we'll flesh out some more of that aspect of our stories, right? Because, well, we had some, we have some interesting parts to our, to our story. We've, both of us, uh, I think Amanda may be more wild stories than me even, have lived <laughs> some life, Right. And God has used uh, experiences and situations and circumstances in our lives uh, in various travels and encounters and relationships that I think can, well, be an encouragement to other people, right? Yeah, and it's amazing how we didn't, um, how similar we were even before we, we uh, knew each other um, and kind of those, um, how God just um, brings together people um, <laughs> of you know, I think we would have been friends saved or unsaved, but I'm grateful that we, <laughs> that we are um, on this track um, better um, now together and to learn from those mistakes together and say, hey, there is someone who gets who gets the mess I came from and is with me on the journey forward. And so that's just such a blessing for me. Yeah, I would second that. Um, and who knows, we might have been friends, we might not have been friends, we might not have ever met. That's other true. than this thing called Jesus and this other thing called the Salvation Army. But, um, but yeah, it is, it's, it's awesome to have someone that like, we just take each other at, at face value, right? Like, I don't, I'm not trying to make you something else. You're not trying to make me something else. We're just, you know, the, the misfits or the hot messes that we are. And, um, in the midst of all that, we know that God is still working and God is still transforming and changing and doing his thing. And so I think that's, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. I, I wish I pray that everybody has that, that, that absolutely person, those people that they can go to and, and be themselves with. Um, Cause God certainly, he, he accepts us as we are, but he loves us so much. He doesn't let us stay there. That's right. He's always calling us forward. And I think having a friendship like that, that's always calling you forward into something better than you currently are, right. I think is just one of the, the greatest blessings um, that a person that a person can have in their life. Amen. Amen. Because, you, yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't be who you were yesterday or who you were last year, or who you were 10 years from now or in the past, um, because we do change and transform and grow or we should. And, and that's not a, that's not a, you know, an argument, like I'm not trying to get down on people, but there are seasons certainly of, of times where you're not growing. Right. But there's always seasons. There should be seasons of growth and maturity and getting to know more about who you are and more about who Jesus is and more about how that relationship interacts. Right. So absolutely. Um, anyway, I, I could, you know me, Amanda. I could go <laughs> off on. on podcast tangents. could take a whole different turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have we have a plan one way, and who knows where. This is why I. This is one of the reasons I love this podcast. We can take it to wherever the heck we want to take it because it's our podcast. <laughs> like, That's right. 
And thank you all for being along on the ride. Amen. If, Hey, if you enjoy it, like it, share it, whatever, give us feedback. That's, that's really what I hope um, is that people can give us some feedback as to what they like, what they don't like, or what they suggest we could do. But without further ado, so we don't have a, a lengthy hour long podcast. I want to dive into to this idea of Hagar. We talked about it a little bit last, uh, last episode. Um, and the idea that Hagar, who is this Egyptian slave woman, a servant, but really, really the idea is a slave. She, she is a servant in the sense that she works for Abraham and Sarah, but really more of a slave in the sense that she doesn't have agency, right? She can't just get up one day and say, you know what? I don't really want to work for you guys anymore. I'm going to go take my, take myself down the road and find some other employers. That's not really how it works for Hagar. Yeah. She's in a foreign land, foreign people. Um, She's an outsider essentially when it comes to culture and position. Um, And so she really is as all, you know, as, as far as, um, any of us realize a, a complete outsider only a uh, background type of character that um god brings to the forefront yep and you know i wonder amanda i don't know if you ever thought about this when you were kind of looking through it as you, you were preaching it but do you think that it might have been that they uh, they got hagar when they were in egypt oh for sure um, for sure for- as as a gift like Hagar well, we do know Sarah. when she left, right? When they, when, when, um, when she was discovered that she was already someone's wife and shouldn't be in a pharaoh's harem, um, Pharaoh <laughs> um, we're left, talking about that, at that point, yes, yes, Pharaoh. Uh, that she was, they were gifted a lot. Abraham was gifted um, a lot of wealth, and I'm sure that people in those day and ages um, were you know a form of a transaction and that she was she was gifted probably as an adolescent or a prepubescent at that right. time um to have be where she is now in the story um and it's kind of a crazy thing too how um she wouldn't even be here if abraham didn't um lie in the first place and have that whole scenario um i i just think all of abraham's stuff i think of all the stuff with lot i think of the stuff with hagar i think and all this stuff if 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 abraham had just trusted what god said and stopped throwing all this stuff in there that didn't belong right how different this story would have ended up and how much pain would have been spared mm-hmm. but god redeems these things he He redeems it in hagar he redeems it with um ishmael and i actually still um not to get too caught but i think god is still redeeming that Mm -hmm. with ishmael uh, and ishmael's descendants and the conflict between brothers in the middle east Mm -hmm. and i think god is still working working things together for good out of people's stupidity i guess is essentially um and the and the person at fault for most of this is, is Abraham. Yeah. Abraham and Sarah, both, I think neither one of them were making great choices. You know, it's interesting last night at Bible study in, in Manitowoc, we, we talked about Isaac and Rebecca because we're a little bit farther in the story and mm-hmm. Rebecca was also barren. So she, mm-hmm. God continually throughout scripture uses situations that the world would say that's 
how can you say God is blessing that? It's clearly not being blessed. Like she's barren. Mm -hmm. That's not, it's not how that works, but Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I don't remember a single instance, but in the story, it's, it's Genesis, I believe 25, where it says, and Rebecca was barren and Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife and Mm -hmm. God answered his prayer and she conceived. Right. Isaac says, Hey, my wife's barren. We've lived together 20 years. We haven't had a child yet. I know that the promise comes through this family line that, that I've been preached at since forever. Right. I was a child of Uh blessing in my mother's old age. And yet instead of him, like trying to finagle it a different way, he prays to the Lord. He says, Lord, you're the only one who can make this happen. Rebecca's barren, help us out. And God answers his prayer. And I feel like I don't remember a single instance where Abraham prays that Sarah would conceive. And I'm not saying that God would have worked like it. I'm not saying you can't read back into the Bible stuff that isn't there necessarily, but Isaac prays. Yeah. You know, and, and I feel like there's something to be said for that too, but, but getting back to Sarah and, and Abraham and God, God redeems through so much mess. Right. Yeah. And Abraham is known as a pillar of faith, right? He is deemed righteous by his faith. And sometimes you read it and you're like, what, (laughs) where, you know, but, um, again, these stories span decades, um, and they're just put into, but, um, that gives me hope though, that even when my faith falters Mm -hmm. sometimes, or I mess up or I jump the gun, which I am prone to do, I have a constant foot and mouth disease, uh, (laughs) that that god is can still redeem and he does if we give it to him right and it took abraham and sarah and all them all forever yeah it, um to do that years years but years. he was, <laughs> but abraham was known as a friend of god they yep god showed up again and again in abraham's life in various mm-hmm. ways um and i think it also shows of obedience in a, a, a for a long time. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, there are moments certainly where Abraham messes it up. Right. But I feel like scripture tells us these stories pr- provides these, these examples for us to say, Hey, even this pillar of faith, even this guy that was called friend of God, even, you know, David, Moses, whoever fill in the blank with your, with your character, God uses them in their mess God mm-hmm. uses them through their mistakes. God mm-hmm. transforms them and grows them. And if you look at, uh, you know, each of the characters as they've gone through their life, um, they aren't the same person at the beginning of the story and then at the, at the end of the story. And that's where we can learn so much as we study scripture yeah. about who God is and how he interacts with people because God hasn't changed. That's right. And when it comes to Hagar, we see that it wasn't her, none of this is her fault, right? She was a slave. She couldn't just be like, "Mm, I'm sorry, I don't really want to have sex with that 100 year old man today. No, thanks. Um, Right. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't have a a voice. Mm -hmm. And so, but God still redeemed the sin done to her. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, people come from all kinds of things and our world is super broken and super fallen and some people have had atrocious things 
done to them and atrocious things done to them in the name of God, which is also this scenario. Right. Um, Sin versus perpetuated in the name of holiness, Mm. um, misguided holiness. Um, And God still saw her and um, essentially blessed, blessed her through the pain when she gave it over to him. And that's where that Elroy, right? We were uh, circling back, the God who sees me. Mm -hmm. Um, She she encounters God in a personal way, Mm -hmm. even more personal than most people in the Bible so far. Um, Yeah, definitely at this point. At her lowest her lowest point um you know so she so she gets banished well she runs away and then she gets banished later after isaac is born the baby of promise now they're pitted between these two brothers mm-hmm. um and then there's the favorite child and the redheaded stepchild <laughs> um right in this and, and and um hagar gets sent out with her son essentially to die in the wilderness yeah um but God sees her again there. Right. Right. Um, I I'm in, uh, so I have my Bible open and I'm in Genesis 16 and I was just, cause you're in the second, the second time. So that's, I'm in 21 right now. That's it's even its own set of like, God showed up twice in Hagar's life. That's right. That's, that's incredible. That's God mm-hmm. cares. God sees God knows God that's that's just incredible for again a foreigner slave someone that that society would have a woman (laughs) woman yeah she would have been property but this is what it says uh verse 7 of chapter 16 genesis the angel of the lord found hagar near a spring in the desert it was the spring that is beside the road to Shur, and he said hagar slave of sarai who where have you come from and where are you going and she says, Hagar says, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord told her. And this is what I appreciate because we think that when God shows up, he's going to solve all the problems and make it all mm-hmm. go away. And that's not how, that's not generally how God works. He says this, the mm-hmm. angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. Then there's a prophecy. Uh I'm going to skip over the prophecy and we're going to go to 13. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. How incredible. I've seen the one who sees me. There's something about this angel of the Lord. And sometimes when that angel of the Lord comes in, it's a very special messenger. And something about this messenger is he speaks as as the one who's doing it yeah yeah um so you know i i personally believe that this was a a, a christophany right jesus a pre who met her there yeah pre-incarnate yeah jesus yeah pre-incarnate fighting. jesus the angel of the right the messenger of the lord because he doesn't say god is going to do this mm-hmm. he says i am going to do this mm-hmm. um and then she recognizes that by saying i have seen the one who sees me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so god i i don't think god just sent a messenger to make her feel better he sent himself yeah it could very well be it's that's a, a very logical plausible way to look at this i think also seeing someone is 
very culturally important in this in this culture and even in our own i think we we kind of poo poo it away but there are so many people in our world we don't see yeah yeah we we just we've got blinders on to our own little world and our own little circumstances and situations and we don't always see other people and what they're going through and who they are who they really Uh are um Uh and here hagar realizes that god the god of heavens and earth the creator of the universe has seen her has has found her where she is hiding out in the desert running away from her mistress but instead of him saying no no i'll take care of you and let's go to this new place he says no go back to your mistress and submit to her and actually another translation i was trying to find it i didn't find it um says go and suffer not even just go and submit to her, but go and suffer again um, under her, basically go and suffer under Sarah's, uh-huh. uh, you know, command or whatever. She, I mean, Sarah's her mistress. Um, and the fact that God doesn't just, again, make but, her problems go away. Right, right. But, but she's the difference is by being seen. That's right. And he says, but I'm with you. Like, don't like yeah you're going back into a bad thing and i'm not it's gonna be bad i'm sure the beating that she got when she showed back up on the doorstep of sarai's tent was probably awful um but he's saying but but i see you and i'm with you right and it's gonna be okay and this baby is gonna be okay Mm -hmm. and um and there's a lot of what she had was hope and she didn't have hope before right powerful powerful thing that hope is um, and to know that as a foreigner, as a woman, as a slave, uh, she was seen, she was known, um, by, by God, which is just, yeah, I love it. Thing. Cause if you jump from chapter 16, um, yep. Well, okay. Not. I was in 16. Are you, you were in 21, right? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I jumped to 20. <laughs> Let's go back well, to either which way. Um, you see, um, no, not okay. At fifteen, I mean, sorry. Oh, back to fifteen. Uh, so yeah, you go to fifteen, and like here is like Abram's huge pinnacle mountaintop. He's the king of the faith. He is doing all the right stuff. Uh-huh. He is like with God. They have this crazy blood thing and cutting up it. Like I don't know, just crazy stuff, right? Yep. Um, and it's like the whoa, like the climax of the story, right? And you're thinking like Abram is the man. Mm-hmm. He has it all together. He knows who God is. He knows who he is in God. And then you jump over. And so if you're just reading it through, you'll enter into 16 thinking Abram is still that guy. I mean, yes, a ton of years has a ton of years have passed now. But yeah. um, but the hero ending up out of the story ends up being Hagar. At least for this portion of it. At least for this, I'm just, if just the logical from this part of the story, um, because she is the one who is recognizing who God is, Mm -hmm. where Abram and Sarai have seemingly forgotten. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that makes me think about who um, in ministry, are there people that I'm overlooking? Mm. Um, or I'm thinking I have all the answers. I know what I'm doing. I've had all of these huge, I mean, I haven't cut up goats and walked in between them, but you know, I've had these great moments with God 
in my in my history and who is this random side character in my ministry story right um and I think a lot of people can relate to that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. but God has shown me over like these these people that society might deem as unseen or unimportant or throw away Mm-hmm. sometimes I have to open my eyes with God and say no are you bringing these people to the forefront in you right because there are things um, that they can see that I have put my blinders on because I, here I am in my own ministry thinking I'm high rolling super awesome I mean mm-hmm. hopefully it's fleeting but you know okay I'm just gonna say like we get we get we have that sometimes we do as yep. leaders um, and then God has to remind me no um you're all side characters in my story for one <laughs> and <laughs> remember that preach that man we're all side characters dude right yeah. but there is no one expendable in the kingdom of god Ooh. Mm. and and hagar up until this point had been an expendable person Absolutely. but god's like uh-uh no nope we don't have that um and so it, sometimes as a leader i have to take off my own blinders to say am i seeing who god sees Wow. All right. Like I'm feeling a little convicted now. This is a good thing. This is a good, it's a good conviction. Right. But it, it, it's, you're, you're right on. We, we, oh, we so easily think of people as expendable or not worthy or, oh, this, uh, they're fine over there. They can do whatever they want over there on the side. As long as they don't bother me in this in this place or this role or this whatever oh zing wow yeah and so with my my husband and i joke we call them divine interruptions oh yeah yeah you know um and it's usually like the kind of thing so i like get home it's been a long day kids are going nuts i finally put on my stretchy pants you know i'm just ready to like do nothing for anyone again and i get a phone call and it's like hey lieutenant i need you and you're like uh like <laughs> like it's like one of those like you see the phone on the on the the number on the phone and uh you're like do i can i do i have anything do i have anything left Mm -hmm. don't these people how can they keep wanting something from me essentially yeah absolutely but i'll tell you anytime that i've ever answered that call went and put my actual pants on and not just you know my pajama pants went outside got invested into someone else's walk i've never been disappointed amen god has always moved where i'm thinking i can't be bothered with this with other people's shenanigans um and i'm not talking about don't have boundaries but i think the holy spirit sometimes brings those divine interruptions those those people that make us go "Ah." right (laughs) because sometimes i'm that to god i think Mm. (laughs) you know, or to someone else in ministry, probably. Yeah. Uh. We can all be those things, right? <laughs> I agree though. I, we just had, we, we started a, a thing with our canteen this week and it was raining and cold. And my team was like, why are we even doing this? There's not going to be anybody at the park today. I said, we're doing it because we said we'd do it. And I want to be faithful to, to what we said we were going to do. And you know what? We ran into some homeless folks who needed some assistance. And like you said, every time that you don't want, to, it seems for me, and, and maybe I'm using every time is maybe not the right word, but most of the time, many times, it's when I don't want to do it 
that I, that I got to push through because at the end of it, it's amazing or God blesses me or God blesses another person or both of us or all of us. And I find that, oh my gosh, I, I cannot believe that I almost didn't answer that phone call or I almost didn't do the thing because mm-hmm. God has used this moment to teach me so many things. Right. So, and he's so just like, trust the that. process. Just it trust is? the process. <laughs> right. No one is expendable. No one, no one is not worth it. Mm. Yep. You know, um, and so I, I just get encouraged by that story. You know, you had called me when that happened and you're all excited about it. And uh, I was, I just love it. I love when, <laughs> I love when God shames the naysayers. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. Look at <laughs> one of my, one of my joys in life where he's like, ah, ah, told you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love, I love it. And then God did that in this and, and that we have scripture, right. Who can show us that God has done this before, right. He doesn't change. Right. Same God that met Hagar in the wilderness is the same God that was working through you to those men that you served, right? I mean, yep. Um, and that is just, just so awesome. Yep, God is so good. Well, I think this is a, wow. We could we could really talk about this for a lot longer than uh, than we really have uh, time for today. But um, I think it's just so important to see stories where God shows up in unexpected ways and in ways that kind of go counter to what the world tells us. Right. Mm -hmm. And he does that a lot. So I feel like, why are we even questioning this at this point? And yet we do because (laughs) we we have short memories. We do have very short memories (laughs) Um, and we don't listen to the right voice. There's a whole, I want to get into that one day, one day talking about you know, who are we listening to? What are we listening to? Um, because oftentimes what we're listening to or who we're listening to um, can actually pull us away from God. Um, and so we yeah. have to be oh, conscious yeah. about what we're doing. And, and I'm not even talking about external things. I'm talking about self-talk, like our own, our own brains can get us off track, but but anyway, I think uh, that's a great close for today, uh, unless you had something else uh, for today. Otherwise, um, no, I guess just encouraging anyone listening, be looking for those people, right? Yeah. Um, maybe they're the ones that are frustrating you or maybe <laughs> the people around you yep. um, or maybe you're that person. Um, but um, pay attention to who God is seeing. Who is he? Right. Uh, you know, who is he bringing a little bit forward, even though you don't know why? Right. Right. And where you and might let, be anno- annoyed by him bringing him forward. Like, I don't want to see this person right now. Right. Or right. it well, might be you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God sees you and yes. he knows you better than anybody else knows you, including yourself. And I have to absolutely, I have to self talk that some days. Um, yeah. To be reminded yeah, that God sees who's me feeling and he like knows me. That I'm coming to this thing, I'm coming to this church, I'm doing this thing, and no one seems to appreciate it, no one seems to see, no one seems to know, um, they don't seem to want me around. Um, well, one, if God called you there, it doesn't matter if they want you around, because he wants you around. Yeah. Um, and two, he will redeem it if it's given to him. And of that, I think we have plethora of evidence and proof and this story for one yeah. um it's just one that god has given us in in scripture and in our own um probably most people you talk to will have will have a situation like that hopefully that god has worked through them 
Amen. So again, we could go on and on, but um, you know, it's good to have a an end point. <laughs> it is good to have an end point because again, I, we we're trying to keep this uh, under thirty minutes. We'll see. I don't even know when. I can't remember when we started, so we'll just have to check it out after we get done. But uh, look, friends, again, if you like it, great. Like it, comment, get give us feedback, share it with your friends if you find like this might be helpful to them. Um, we love to hear from folks who can give us uh, some good feedback, even if you didn't like it, say, Hey dude, I didn't like it. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. we want to uh, ask us questions. What's yep. been rattling around your brain? Oh yes. That maybe we can, uh, talk about it. Talk about, you know, love that. We'd love to have that. Awesome. All right, friends. Remember God blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch That's you next right. time. Bye for now. <laughs>